Welcome to episode 157 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about the COVID-19 vaccine. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the Senate filibuster, modern monetary theory, local politics, leftist lunacy, or critical race theory comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, ThinkSpot, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. A few news items caught my attention this week that precipitated the production of this episode. Number one, the Biden administration announced that they are examining a plan to go door-to-door to push the COVID vaccine. Biden said, quote, we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door-to-door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people, end quote. You know, those who have not received the vaccine, those are the remaining people. Do you really think that unvaccinated people need help at this point? I mean, really, this has been the most heavily pushed propaganda and public pressure campaign in the history of the world. If you have not received the vaccine by now, you either live in a third world country or you have made a conscious decision not to get it. The second story after Biden was Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Beccaria. He argued that the totalitarian federal government is indeed entitled to know who has been vaccinated against COVID-19. His justification is a gleaming example of why our founding fathers limited the powers to the federal government. Here's what Vicario said, quote, Perhaps we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic, so it is absolutely the government's business. It is the taxpayer's business if we have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and helping reopen the economy, end quote. I just want to interject here for one second. We long ago stopped using taxpayers' money to pay for shit in the United States. We have run a budget deficit ever since Clinton was in the White House. When the revenue from taxpayers proved not to be sufficient, we sold bonds to other countries like China and Japan. When that stopped being enough to cover the federal government's insatiable lust for spending, they just started printing it. Check out episode 154, The Truth About Modern Monetary Theory, for an explanation of that. One other related point about the founders of limited government. One of the reasons they implemented such a system is because they knew whatever the government gives, the government can take away and or dictate the terms of. If they pay for the schools, they dictate what is taught, i.e. critical race theory. If you want to learn more about that, check out episode 150. If they pay for your health care, i.e. Obamacare, they dictate what services and procedures you can and cannot have. Back to this loon bag, Beccario. He claimed that, quote, knocking on a door has never been against the law, and you don't have to answer, but we hope you do, because if you haven't been vaccinated, we can help dispel some of the rumors you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated, end quote. 
there's that word again, help. They're going to help. They are from the government and they are here to help. Holy shit, these people are dangerous. Bakaria later walked back his comments after a public outcry when people like me compared the Biden administration to communist regimes that don't believe in individual liberty and freedom. We all serve the collective. Man, this shit really gets my blood boiling. The third story that caught my eye was a CDC report that the number of deaths linked to all vaccines this year has skyrocketed to over 9,000. I'll dive into that later and explain why it's relevant. And finally, the fourth story that caught my eye was the continued push to vaccinate children. I gotta tell you, I am so disheartened by the level of willful ignorance, the lack of intellectual curiosity, the, the lack of media coverage, the lack of critical thinking, and the online censorship surrounding COVID-19 itself and the vaccine. There is so much blind allegiance to mass media and government so-called health experts like Dr. Fauci, who we now know is a sleazy narcissist, career bureaucrat. He's an opportunist, a fraud, a serial liar, and a perjurer, and likely a co-conspirator that funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab that led to the COVID-19 outbreak and the deaths of millions of people around the world. So many of our fellow citizens blindly follow these so-called experts that the country resembles more of a flock of sheep than a country founded by rugged individuals who valued liberty and freedom and demanded a limited federal government. Throughout this episode, I want you to keep two things in mind. Number one, if you are under the age of 80 years, your chance of dying of COVID-19 is two thousandths of a percent. This is no different than the common flu. Unlike the results from the COVID-19 vaccine, healthy people do not die in large numbers from COVID-19. I will unpack that claim throughout the rest of the episode. And number two, I want you to ask yourself, what happened to my body, my choice that the National Democrats have shoved down our throats for decades? What are we to make of that claim now? Expelling something, a baby, from your body is a choice, but injecting something into your body, a vaccine, is not? I want to start with a simple question. Can any of you locate any documentation that is backed up by scientific evidence that demonstrates that the COVID-19 vaccines are effective and safe? For example, perhaps you can provide me with an FDA approval, that documentation. You may say, that's not possible, you moron. It hasn't been approved by the FDA because we had to get it out the door quickly to save millions of lives. Well, that brings up a few other questions. First of all, why doesn't the federal government and the alphabet soup conspiracy media just say that? You know, just tell us the truth. We don't know how effective or safe this thing is. Rather than spending so much energy on producing a bunch of propaganda and looking for ways to punish the unvaccinated. In addition to the propaganda and demonization of the skeptical, we have massive efforts underway to censor all dissenting opinions online. Hell, Twitter bans users for claiming a family member died from the vaccine. Why can't they say that online? Multiple accounts have been silenced and or demonetized by big tech that feature speakers who raise questions about the vaccines or alternative to COVID-19 vaccines. They label anything that does not come from the CDC or the World Health Organization as inaccurate or misleading. Why do you think so many alternative platforms like Parler, BitChute, ThinkSpot, Brighteon, Gab, and Rumble exist today? What we have here is essentially smart people being silenced in order to keep the sheep from hearing the truth. The follow the science chant 
that we have been constantly exposed to by the left really means follow the science that we claim to be science, because no dissent is allowed. They have no use for the scientific method. Once the die has been cast, the prevailing view mainstream message produced, that's it. No discussion or dissent is allowed. Hell, Dr. Fauci himself proclaimed that if you disagree with him, you disagree with science and truth. Can anyone say God complex? Healthy debate and critical thinking are banished from most media outlets, and the people who marinate in those outlets are literally brainwashed to think anyone who disagrees with the propaganda that they have been fed are bad people, racists, conspiracy theorists, republicans, insurrectionists, or extremists. Dan Bongino has an axiom describing this phenomenon. He says, conservatives think liberals are people with bad ideas, whereas liberals think conservatives are bad people with ideas. This line of thinking absolves a liberal-leaning consumer of alphabet soup conspiracy media news from having to even consider something a conservative-leaning person has to say because they are bad people. See how this works? Question number three. Are you aware how most drug trials are run? Probably not. I wasn't either until I looked into this. Usually they are run overseas, often in countries like India, where the drug companies work out the kinks while killing and maiming citizens of other countries where human life just doesn't have the same value as in most Western countries. Are you aware that the average time for the testing of any vaccine is between 7 and 10 years? Given all of that, the main takeaway from this episode is the realization that everyone who subjected themselves to the COVID-19 vaccine are unknowingly, most of the time, participating in a drug trial, something that you would usually get paid for. These pharmaceutical companies are getting hundreds of millions of people to participate in their drug trial for free. This drug trial is so young that we haven't had enough time to evaluate the impact of the vaccine on children born to vaccinated mothers. As I will discuss shortly, we know that the protein the body creates after the injection can, can circulate in the body for up to two weeks, sometimes landing in the heart or ovaries. I came across this phrase, or similar ones, many times as I prepared for this episode. When I'm reading articles, it said something like, extensive clinical trials have shown that, and they fill in the blank with whatever they're pushing. The vaccine is safe, or is effective, or whatever propaganda-laced, unsubstantiated statement is being pushed that day. Knowing what you know about vaccine trials, as we just discussed, what do you think the definition of extensive is as used in this type of reporting? What clinical trial are they referring to? Because as I've already explained, the whole world is currently participating in a vaccine trial. Not sure how clinical it is. Also, did you know that the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is their first ever FDA authorized drug? Notice I didn't say FDA approved because it only received emergency FDA authorization. Because, say it with me, this is one big human experiment, one big vaccine trial. Finally, is the unconstitutional FDA really necessary? I mean, if they can run a vaccine trial on the American people rather than the traditional way, why not conduct early stage drug trials here in the States all the time and stop taking 10 years to get a new drug to the market? I look at this as a great opportunity for some enterprising congressman to propose a bill to abolish the FDA since it is apparently no longer necessary. This is especially apparent when you consider the fact that this bastardized federal agency purposely decided to relax the post-vaccination data collection requirements 
for the COVID-19 vaccine. How is that even considered for a vaccine that is using new technology, mRNA, more on that in a minute, and one that has not gone through a typical human drug trial? You may say, are you telling me that my doctor is willfully advocating for me to take a vaccine that may harm me? Why would he do that? Well, I'll answer that question with a series of questions because I found that in today's world, very few people are persuaded by others who speak in declarative sentences. People seem to be suspicious of others who challenge their beliefs or their worldview. I, for the life of me, don't understand this, but it's true. Anyways, back to the question about your doctor. Here's my first question to address that. Are you aware of the level of punitive measures taken against virologists and physicians and other sci others in the science and medical professions who have spoken out and questioned the party line about the virus and its so-called vaccine? Are you aware of the number of people in the medical profession who have been fired for refusing to take the vaccine? Are you aware of the level of censorship and demonization leveled against these same people? Here's some more questions for you to consider about your doctor. Who is cutting your doctor's paycheck? Most likely it's a big corporation because in the years following Obamacare, the majority of small medical practices were bought up by large medical companies, making your doctor one of tens of thousands of employees of that company. They are a cog in the machine. Have you noticed in recent years how your doctor or PA will literally spend no more than 10 minutes with you? That's the result of big healthcare. As you can imagine, this results in burnout. In a situation like that, can you really expect your physician to stay up on all the latest medical breakthroughs or, in this case, monitor the COVID-19 vaccination propaganda? How likely do you think it is that your physician will commit career suicide by challenging the current orthodoxy? Especially given the way ignorance has been weaponized in today's society. The ignorant are emboldened to report you to your supervisor or to your government if you speak ill of the Fauci jab. Why risk your career? It's called self-preservation. Regardless of that, if your doctor does not inform you of some of what is discussed here, stuff that a part-time podcaster is able to cobble together, then he is engaging in shady, albeit self-preserving, behavior. Your doctor's job is to properly inform his patients because he's supposedly well-versed or better-versed about medicine and the human body than his patients are. Therefore, he should inform you about the exact nature of this new, never-been-used, and still trial-use vaccine. So let's get to some of the meat and potatoes about the vaccine. The COVID vaccine is known as an mRNA vaccine. The, the M stands for messenger. What this means is they inject what is essentially a code into your body. This code or message is read by ribosomes found inside your body's cells, which then creates a protein, a, a spike protein, which plays a part in creating the antibody for the virus. Now this varies from a traditional vaccine where a, a dead part of a virus is injected into the body and the body learns from it. It builds antibodies to deal with it in case that virus ever rears its head again. The problem with the COVID-19 vaccine is the pharmaceutical companies thought that the spike proteins would remain near the injection site. Well, that turned out not to be true, something they would have been aware of had the vaccine gone through a normal clinical trial. A Harvard study demonstrated that the spike protein actually circulates the body for up to two weeks. Essentially what is happening is it is landing in parts of the body that it's not supposed to be. It accumulates in organs such as the spleen, the liver, and heart, and possibly stimulate an immune response in that organ. You will hear in a minute one of the more devastating adverse effects of the vaccine is heart inflammation. 
Another study out of Japan shows the spike protein landing in the ovaries, as I mentioned before. It also has been attributed to blood clots and bleeding disorders and some neurological damage. What do we know about the possible implications of all of this? We know nothing because this is a vaccine trial. They are learning as they go. Had we taken the vaccine through a normal drug trial, we would have known about this and other adverse effects and adjustments would have been made to the recipe, so to speak, rather than unnecessarily killing and maiming Americans. Dr. Robert Malone, an mRNA vaccine technology pioneer, the self-proclaimed inventor of the mRNA vaccine, he's a medical doctor and CEO of a biotech and government consulting business, he spoke out about the risks of vaccinating people under 18, and for his troubles, he was smacked down by LinkedIn, who suspended his account for posting misleading or inaccurate information about vaccines and COVID-19. What's misleading or inaccurate about challenging the current orthodoxy by an expert? I use that word orthodoxy purposely because much of what we see from the left in the U.S., whether we are discussing run-of-the-mill political issues or the COVID vaccine, is similar to a religious belief, an orthodoxy. They cannot definitively prove that their beliefs about the vaccine are accurate. They just believe. And social media sites do the bidding of the federal government to silence free speech since the government is constitutionally restricted from doing such. Google-owned YouTube deleted a podcast where Dr. Malone and others discussed the risk and concerns associated with the COVID-19 vaccines. YouTube has deleted hundreds of videos, maybe thousands, over the course of the last year and a half that questioned government COVID policies, from mask mandates to lockdowns to the origins of the Wuhan virus and now the vaccine. Now, keep in mind, this is the first time mRNA therapy has been used in a widespread manner on humans. There is some limited use on some cancers, but other than that, only animal testing has been done. I can't help but make the observation that the enemy of the people, according to the National Democrats, is big business and capitalism. We've been treated to their blasting of big oil, big banks, big business, big tech, big pharma for decades. Notice they never rail against big government. Why are they giving a pass to big pharma now? I mean, they still hate big oil and big banks and big business. Follow the money and you'll find your answer. Look which politicians receive donations from Big Pharma. Look at which politicians' spouses invest in Big Pharma, and you'll have your answer. It's not enough to expose the adult population to the vaccine and participate in the trial. Nope. The government is now full court pressing parents to vaccinate their children, despite the fact that the younger you are, the less likely you are to contract, carry, transmit, and or die from the virus. The threat of this infection poses to children is negligible and no more serious than the common cold or flu. So as you might expect, we have dead and permanently damaged children caused by the vaccine. So much so that the British paused vaccinating their children, citing the need to wait for more data from America's experimentation with the vaccine on their kids. The World Health Organization ordered a pause to the vaccination of children. Then they declared a couple weeks later that it's okay for children 12 and older. I wonder how they arrived at that conclusion so quickly. One final thought about the administering of COVID-19 vaccine and or any vaccine on children. If the argument being made is to vaccinate children in order to protect adults where there are no benefits to the children, well, that argument violates bioethic principles, to say the least. Not only that, but it even violates FDA protocols which restrict the authorization of a drug for use in a population that reaps no benefit. 
So we have the government full court pressing everyone to get the vaccine, even children. And now we are told that people with the antibody, those who have recovered from the COVID-19 virus and or those who have acquired natural immunity, they must get vaccinated too. Did you know getting the vaccine injected into your body if you have natural immunity exposes you to adverse effects from two to nine times greater than someone who has no such immunity? I'm no scientist, but I'm just trying to imagine how the body would respond to a message from a vaccine telling the body to create a protein that helps generate an antibody that already exists. With that level of risk, why is the government pushing the vaccine for all folks? And why does the alphabet soup conspiracy media continue to parrot those directives? I thought we are supposed to follow the science. Oh, I already forgot. We are only supposed to follow the science that they claim to be science. So let's tie a bow on this episode with a brief discussion about the adverse effects of the COVID-19 vaccine as reported by the previously mentioned VAERS system, the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which contains information on unverified reports of adverse events, illnesses, health problems, and symptoms following immunization with U.S. licensed vaccines. Through the first three months of the year, there were 1,755 deaths due to all vaccines. Throughout the previous decade, there were an average of 100 deaths due to all vaccines in the first three months of the year, so total of 994. Now, I know numbers in a podcast are tough to digest, so let's let's double back. If you add the total deaths due to all vaccines in the first three months from 2011 to 2020, we get a total of 994. This year, it's 1,755. So through the first six months, that's, that was the first three months, through the first six months of 2021, there were over 9,000 deaths due to all vaccines, almost 7,000 of them due to COVID-19, and over 400,000 adverse reactions reported. You need to understand something. This information is coming from the VAERS system because, as I mentioned earlier, the FDA is not doing their job when it comes to tracking the impacts of the COVID vaccine. Studies indicate that then it's likely that the VAERS system is only capturing about 10% of cases because it's a voluntary reporting system. I kind of understand why that might be. I mean, think about your doctor. What's the incentive to report adverse effects to a vaccine that he administered? Let's be generous and say the VAERS system is capturing 50% of the cases. That means that there's over 13,000 deaths due to COVID vaccines and almost a million adverse reactions. To give you some context, here is a recent study of numbers of deaths in 2017. 2,800 accidental fire deaths, 3,700 accidental drownings, 5,000 homicides other than firearms, 5,600 deaths from hepatitis, 5,700 deaths from AIDS, 5,600 deaths from deliberate poisoning, and almost 7,000 deaths from accidental suffocation. That puts the deaths from COVID-19 vaccine in the first six months of 2021 higher on the list than AIDS, drowning, and hepatitis. This is what a vaccine trial looks like. The point of telling you all of this is to make you aware of how full of shit the federal government and even some of our local and state health officials are. You need to be aware of the propaganda and misinformation that they peddle. You need to recognize the peer pressure and punishments being encouraged against the unvaccinated. The government, with the help of mass media, is basically trying to program us to demonize those who do not want to subject their bodies nor their natural immune system to all the very real hazards of an experimental and never-before-used vaccine technology. 
What is most damaging is what they do not tell you. That's where the big tech censorship comes into play. Had you heard the death statistics from the COVID-19 vaccine before listening to this episode? Have you seen any of the videos of real people shaking uncontrollably or suffering in a myriad of other ways following the injection of the COVID-19 vaccine? Of course not, because you must be kept ignorant. Better yet, they want to weaponize your ignorance so you feel compelled to push your friends, your families, your employees to get the vaccine instead of minding your own damn business. At the end of the day, many government officials and several large big tech firms are guilty of willful omission of relevant facts that, if known, would have stopped some people from getting the vaccination who were maimed or died as a result. And we will not know the long-term impacts of the vaccine for many years. My hope is that one day these, these government officials and these companies pay a steep price with jail sentences and or debilitating lawsuit damage payments. I want to make one final point before I close. There are significant bioethics issues with the COVID-19 vaccination trial being run on people around the world. Typically, research subjects are required to sign informed consent documents when they participate in a trial, which includes full disclosure of risks of participating. And when it comes to vaccinating children, they cannot provide informed consent by definition. As Dr. Malone mentioned previously put it, quote, the key point here is that what is being done by suppressing open disclosure and debate concerning the profile of adverse events associated with these vaccines violates fundamental bioethic principles for clinical research. This goes back to the Geneva Convention and the Helsinki Declaration. There must be informed consent for experimentation on human subjects, end quote. The bottom line is you may be in more danger of suffering serious adverse reactions, short-term or long-term, and or dying from the COVID-19 vaccine than you ever were a dying from the COVID-19 virus. But our government, with the help of big tech, is not being transparent with us about the risks. No, no, that's being, that's being too generous. They are purposely censoring as much dissent as they can. They've been doing it since the outbreak of COVID. They censored stories of people who challenged mask mandates, lockdowns, social distancing, and now the vaccine. They expanded that censorship into the political sphere leading up to and after the 2020 election. They censored Trump. They censored any discussion about Hunter Biden's laptop. They censored discussion about election integrity. These people are totalitarians and are very, very dangerous. At the end of the day, no one should be forced or bullied or led to the decision to get what amounts to an experimental injection based on incomplete or outright false information, especially children, teens, and young adults, where the risks far outweigh the benefits. And that is the truth about the COVID-19 vaccine. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.